0: Welcome to There's Nothing Scarier Than Your Own Trashy Divorce episode of Trashy Divorces. Your
1: very own stories. Mm. Or the people around you. Whatever. Wow. Ah, ah,
0: ah, ah. Happy Halloween. Happy sewing. Happy whatever you're celebrating today as we lift the veil. The veil that says this, this is the closest day between the dead and the living. So let's celebrate it with. Your own Trashy Divorces, where you are the celebrity. We got some good ones today, Stacey.
1: We do. We Yeah,
0: we get, we get wow, we get letters. Keep sending them in. We love to do these. Mm-hmm. We are going through them as fast as we can catch them up. We've curated some fine trash candy. I think For so. your trick-or-treat pleasure today. I think but so. Keep on sending them to TrashyDivorces at com, Please. And let's put our hand in the pumpkin jar. Uh-oh. You ready to go, go,
1: go? Yup.
0: Stacy, you're starting
1: us out. I'm going to kick us off. Yeah. With um, the
0: juicy pumpkin of a trashy divorce.
1: Yeah. So, all right. So, dear Stacy and Alicia, I love your podcast so much and had to share a real life trashy divorce with you, fabulous ladies. Not mine, thankfully, but one of my very close friends. We are going to call them Deirdre and Jim, although they that is not their allegedly real names. I'm f- I'm crossing my fingers on that every time. Anyway. You
0: no, know, if the
1: listeners let us know that they have coded Fingers we're crossed. Very careful. Yeah, yeah. I think- anyway, Deirdre and Jim. There you go. When Jim met Deirdre, he was a big project construction supervisor making six figures. Deirdre was a federal agent making pretty good money. Her own self. Whoa. They had Deirdre lots. sounds like a badass. Yeah, she really does. Uh, they had lots in common, including shared political views, senses of humor, and a love of sports. Football, in particular. Go team! There were some early warning signs, including the fact that Jim and Deirdre's daughter could barely stand to be in the same room together. Oh. Jim was frequently heard to say that he had once been a good husband, and it hadn't gotten him anywhere. You don't say that, dude! Yeah, <laughs> well, yes, okay, listener adds... If those weren't red flags enough, Jim also had a gambling problem. Oh, no. Dude, you married a federal agent or whatever. You're going to get caught, man. Getting married. In spite of these things, Deirdre and Jim got married. Deirdre. Deirdre. (laughs) Let's sit down and have a little chat. (laughs) Okay, shortly thereafter, Deirdre was transferred to another state. Jim quit his six-figure job, even though they had both traveled for work before, and followed Deirdre to Georgia. Once there... He decided that he would work part-time at a convenience store to have a little something to do. Instead of a six-figure real job? Otherwise, he lived off of his new wife. Oh. Following the Georgia gig, Deirdre and Jim settled in the Texas Hill Country. Sounds nice. Beautiful, yeah. Here, Jim worked part-time as a school bus driver until he got fired. (sighs) He says he got fired for yelling at a kid. We suspect he got fired for showing up drunk. You can't drive the school bus drunk. Who knows? Because his other part-time gig was working as a bartender at night. Oh. I feel like this relationship is not going anywhere good. This relationship is not going to be saved. Okay. The bartending job may not be where the trouble started, but it's where it exploded. Oh, no. You see, while Jim was bartending at night, Deirdre was at home helping to care for her grandchildren. He would come home later and later. He would sit outside talking on his cell phone in the wee hours of the morning. Deirdre got suspicious, yeah, like he you would. Think. <laughs> so she decided to check the cell phone records, both numbers called, duration of calls, and all text messages. She could do that since she paid their cell phone bill, and she's a federal agent. Not sure we mentioned that part. Oh, Jimmy, Jimmy, Jim. When she confronted him, he was outraged. How dare she invade his (sighs) privacy? It turns out the woman Jim was having an affair with was a widow. Oh. Her husband had been killed in an accident with an 18-wheeler, and she got a million-dollar settlement. Wow. Jim saw the dollar signs, Mm -mm. and Deirdre showed him the door. Deirdre came home one day and noticed...
0: Deirdre. mm -hmm,
1: And noticed that the golf clubs Jim had given her as a gift early in their relationship were missing. Where were they? When confronted... Jim admitted that he had taken them and given them to his new lady. Deirdre insisted that he return them, which he actually did. She didn't give a shit about the clubs, but it was the principal. That's fair.
0: It's always the principle.
1: So Deirdre's done. Jim hasn't treated her well, hasn't supported her in her relationships with her children or her efforts to care for her grandchildren. He has mooched off of her, cheated on her, and stolen from her. But wait for the best part. Oh God, there's more? Remember that widow with the settlement? Yeah, the Mary Widow. Yeah, the one Jim threw it all away for? Well, it turns out that in addition to Jim, she had three or four other suitors around town. Yeah! And she had no intention of letting nope. any of them get their mitts on any of it. We don't know what Jim is doing these days, but Deirdre is doing just great. Thanks for all you do. Good on you, Deirdre. Thank you, that listener LD, for sending that in. Is that, amazing. Uh, Poor Jim. Don't steal the golf clubs, dude. Dude, that's low. That's dirty. Low and slow. That's dirty. She's a federal agent, dude. She's going to find out.
0: You're not getting (laughs) away with it.
1: People are dumb.
0: (sighs) Okay. You ready for another one? I am. This next story is from one of our listeners, Kim. Mm -hmm. This one actually is pretty good. I'm going to give you a few trashy bingo Divorce terms. <laughs> Actual evil stepmother. <clears throat> highly fertile side piece. Ooh, you ready? Uh-oh. It's trashy and sad at the same time. I'm excited about the actually evil stepmother, though. Halloween. There. Whoa. <laughs> Kim uh, meets this guy in college. He was, at the time, a nice guy that didn't party. We spent a lot of time just hanging out in the dorms, watching movies, playing games with the dorm mates. He wasn't the sharpest pencil in the desk, <laughs> and I found myself helping him with his work just as much as I was doing mine, Uh oh! and I was in the honors classes. Oh, no, 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 no. College was small. The majority of girls that were there were not there to get an actual education. They were there to get a husband. And get their MRS degree. That's it. Seriously, half my freshman class of women was gone the second semester
1: because they'd gotten pregnant or engaged. It was a disappointment. I would think that... How do you support each other in excellence if everybody's bailing to go have a baby anyway? Okay.
0: Kim comes home the first summer, and this guy, who'd become her boyfriend, (laughs) because what else was there, lived an hour from Kim and her family.
1: Okay. Kim gets an
0: awesome job at her hometown paper, was working really hard at becoming a journalist. Kim has goals. Yeah. Kim's working as a graphic designer, wants to go earn some credentials in that field. Good for her. Dude... Uh oh. Wants to become a forest ranger and <laughs> wait, needs wait, wait, to wait, get wait. a degree in some science or another. Oh. So Kim, instead of working on her dreams and goals, Kim works, lives with her parents, and helps provide Kenny, let's call him Kenny, whatever Kenny needed to get through school. That's uh not a great
1: setup, gotta say.
0: So Kenny has a dad who's okay. pretty nice. Kim likes hanging out with Kenny. And Kenny's dad. Okay. Kenny also has a stepmother who will call Anna. And okay. she's a bitch. Oh, great. She was hiding money from Kenny's dad and kept telling him that she would take care of Kenny and help him pay for school, which she never does. Oh, great. Oh, Anna, so this is the
1: evil stepmother. This is
0: the evil... Yeah. Okay. D- sorry, okay. I should have made that more dramatic. Enter evil Anna. stepmother. Okay. Anna would tell me she just wasn't paying this bill or that bill because she wanted to give money to her son, who was in jail at oh, the time.
1: Oh, oh! So Kenny and Kim get engaged. Yeah. Wait, no. When wait. He, when <laughs>
0: Kenny finishes his third year of college, I'm
1: sensing some red flags here. Kenny
0: and Kim plan to get married when they graduate. They start making plans. Okay.
1: Kim's parents are not thrilled. As, uh, yeah. I'm team Kim's parents here,
0: but all right. But Kim's parents got married when they were 19 and 24. Oh, so they, okay. you know, couldn't really say anything. Kenny's stepmom, Anna, was appalled that he would marry Kim. Kenny's dad, I don't know. Anna's a jerk. Yeah. Okay, so Kenny's dad helps them find an old farmhouse that they're gonna rent and set it up before the wedding. I mean. No, like Kenny <laughs>
1: Kenny's dad sounds like a swell guy. Okay. Okay. Kind of kinda of, kind of a hero in this story, maybe. So, well, he probably just wants to get the fuck rid right of Kenny. Maybe.
0: I can pass Kenny off to you. How can I be as nice to you as possible?
1: Oh, interesting. Okay. It's a
0: reverse sight. Parents, man. You yeah. got to gotta watch out for him. Yeah. Okay. So Kim is getting so much crap from Kenny's side of the family about the wedding and the farmhouse and the this and the that that Kim and Kenny just went and got married at the courthouse.
1: Okay. As you know, we are pro-elopement, but this still sounds problematic. And since it got sent to us as a trashy story, I'm guessing not good. Right. The farmhouse,
0: um, actually, they could rent. And they move into the farmhouse, and Kim continues to work her job. Kenny has a part-time job with his father. And Kenny likes to take several weeks at a time and go on bird banding trips. Because, you know, forest rangering. Okay.
1: Is this just, like, his hobby, I guess? I mean, it's for forest rangering. But he's not a forest ranger. He works for his dad.
0: This is not good. So right before the wedding, and one of the reasons that triggered the courthouse nuptials, okay, was that Anna' evil stepmother couldn't wait to introduce Kim to Kara. Hmm. Kara hmm. is taller than Kim. Oh, Kara is blonde. New character. Oh, probably has blue eyes, hmm. but Kim never looked that closely. Oh, Anna makes a point of saying that Kara and Kenny had a thing for each other in high school.
1: Anna is just an awful person who yep. should
0: probably be punched. And before Kenny went away to college, everyone in the whole town thought Kenny and Kara would be the ones getting oh married.
1: Oh, my God. Anna, what is wrong with you? Kim smiles.
0: Kim says, hey, he's marrying me, but nice to meet you, Kara, before leaving the house and going home. guess. Okay. So the next week, Kim's staying at their house because they're having a party for my birthday. That's what they say. So that's nice. Sure. And Kim's spending the night. She's on the pull out sofa in the living room. Okay. Also, no. No, wait. Bang, bang, bang when the cops bust in the door, grab Kim, cuff Kim, lay her on her stomach on the sofa bed. Oh. What are the cops there for in the middle of the night? What
1: are the cops? They're searching the house looking for Kenny's stepbrother, the one in jail? Or, or the one who's, okay. I maybe a second stepbrother who's ra- wrapped up in some things.
0: Yikes. He's got a much more serious charge, Sure. apparently. So Kim spends her birthday being questioned by cops about Kenny's stepbrother. Holy
1: which is shit. A great way to spend your birthday. And they just manhandled her because she was like in the living room when they came in. She was the like the first person know. they saw. You need
0: to contain everybody until you figure out oh, what you're boy. looking at. Okay. Okay, this family. The cops apologized. Kim understands why they did what they did. Kenny's family, however, no apology. Oh,
1: my God. No words of comfort. Even the sweet dad was just like, no. No, sorry we ruined your birthday. Good Lord. Nah, later.
0: Kim finds out Kenny knew exactly where his stepbrother no. was because he'd gone out around midnight to rescue him after the incident, the serious charge incident, had happened. And Kenny knew the cops were going to show up, and he didn't bother to tell anybody.
1: Oh, my God. Oh, Kenny. Kim says she should have left after that.
0: But Kim did not. Oh. Kim ran very, very fast to that courthouse. And ended up still getting married because, as Kim says, 19 is a stupid age.
1: Yes, it is. And that, yes, it is. No Mm. way. You haven't heard the best part. Oh, great.
0: Three weeks after the wedding, Kim stops by Anna's, and Kara's there. Oh, with a kid, what, and Kim takes one look at the kid and realizes that kid belongs to Kenny,
1: oh shit, it had to like a like a kid kid or like a baby, like a baby, so Kenny is a
0: mixed sure. child he's dad is white and his mom is Japanese, okay, and Kara is a Kim's word skanky blonde <laughs> that probably got more mileage than the back of a car. ah. This kid's Asian. Dark hair, dark dark eyes, tan skin. Doesn't look anything like Kara. Not
1: not Kara. Okay.
0: I asked the two women if Kenny knew about the kid. Oh, my God.
1: And they've been together for years now.
0: Kara looked at me and smiled and said, of course he did. Oh, my
1: God. And what did
0: I think that money for those bird banding trips was for? Oh, my
1: God. Weeks at a time?
0: Kim had worked several overtime shifts and picked up a second job freelancing so she could pay for his bird banding trips. Oh,
1: Kenny. There is no forgiving. You won't be a forest ranger. You don't have the honor. (laughs) They'll never let you wear the uniform. (laughs) Kim
0: walks out of the house, heads home. She's stunned. She's on autopilot. I would imagine. She's fixing dinner. Kenny comes home. Kim has dinner ready, but it wasn't on the table. So he comes into the kitchen and... Ask where dinner was. And Kim's shocked and said, it's coming. Kim's on the phone with her best friend. Like, what the fuck do I do? <laughs> uh-huh. Kenny has a love child. Right. The next thing Kim knows, the phone is smacked out of her hand. Kim's backed up against the counter in the what? kitchen. He breaks her nose. What? Kim grabs a knife out of the drawer that was behind her oh, and pulls God. it on him. Kenny dares me to do it. Oh, And I my wanted God. to. Yeah, I bet. But I didn't. Good on you, Kim. Kim grabs her purse, runs out of the house to the car. Kim goes Jesus to her parents, Christ. swearing she'd never see Kenny again.
1: That's harrowing. I wonder if he'd ever been violent with her before. Because I'm assuming that he got the news that she had seen the kid. Maybe. Kim asks a mutual friend how old Kara's baby was. Baby's three months old. But- And they, like, got married at the courthouse, like, a week before or something? Yeah.
0: Like, three weeks, whatever. So, Kim's friend, her mom works for an attorney, they set up a meeting with an attorney, and because this divorce happens in Virginia, she was able to file for an annulment because there's this law, if your spouse fathers a child within 10 months of your marriage, you can annul it.
1: That makes really good sense.
0: Great idea. Kim leaves everything she has there. All the stuff that she bought, most of her clothes, she leaves with her car, which was the only thing in her name and the clothes on her back. Wow. Never wants to see the family again. Kenny, big boy Kenny, tries to come after Kim for support.
1: (laughs) Would would that be like child support for him or for his child? The
0: the question's real. And Kim brings up, you know, the whole love baby thing. Yeah, crazy. And how he always said it wasn't his child, but he'd lied to her when he was going away. Kim also provides proof about how much money she'd given him to pay for things like school and car repairs. Still managing to take care of the house and do the two job thing. She was an honor student, you jerk. Anna keeps <laughs> calling Kim and Kim's job. Whoa. Trying to tell everybody that Kim had just abandoned Kenny and that Kim was evil and she was a bitch because I wasn't open to having an open marriage.
1: Oh, my God. Okay, so evil stepmother never wanted her as the daughter-in-law anyway. and Apparently now Apparently, evil
0: stepmother and Kenny's dad are into that. Okay. But.
1: Yeah. If open marriage is
0: not your agreement mutually with their, like, there's not consent for that.
1: No, for sure. And also, why are you calling the employer? Anyway, awkward. Evil stepmother. Awkward.
0: Anna calls Kim all kinds of names when they're meeting with the lawyers. And Kim, legit, this is smart, realizes she should just keep quiet because if Anna wants to act crazy, that's her right. Kim's not going to sink to that level. Good. Kim is granted the annulment. Kenny has a second child with Kara. Oh my God. Apparently, Kara, little Miss Skank,
1: uh-huh.
0: <laughs> according to Kim, was two months pregnant when Kim confronted everyone about this. What?
1: Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Kenny, you are the worst. So, Kim's the literal worst. The literal worst.
0: Kim says, "I made the mistake of marrying the dude."
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what this is.
0: Oh. Here's the good side. Here's that. That was all the trick. This is the. This is the treat oh, okay. of the story. Okay. Okay. Kim is now happily married to a great guy. They have three beautiful children. Wonderful. There are so many signs in the Kenny story that it would probably be too long to write if I shared all of them. Kim has learned a lot from that experience. Kenny's still a slime ball. Sure. He's the dude. He's never going to change. He will only be happy when he has a woman with a job that lets him goof off and a side piece. Mm. Kim actually feels sorry for those kids. The whole family is a real mess. Sounds like. Kim's so cute. Even if you don't use this, please let me know you had a laugh about it. (laughs) Oh yes we did, Kim. Oh yes we did. Um
1: well and also, like not like the seriously, really sorry you had to go through that moment in the kitchen with the slime ball. That's not fair. How many trash cans does Kenny get? I'm sorry, this is
0: worth its own trash can
1: rating. Like $11 billion, I mean. In
0: a forest. And yeah. we're going to call it bird banding. Yeah. Can you imagine working a second job that I think we're doing to support our dreams and future, but it's paying the alimony for your fucking love child? Or just, not that yeah. Al- like, not that child support doesn't need to be paid. Right. It's a but- big deal, but... It sounds Own like up
1: to your response up well, and ladies, it sounds Kenny. like it may also have been like maybe they would go away for a couple of weeks together. He and Kara don't oh, know. do you think Kara went with them on bird banding trips? I mean, Kenny,
0: I think you're the lowest of the low so far. I
1: don't think they were banding birds <laughs>
0: <explain>. <laughs> Kenny, you're the lowest of the low, thanks, Kim. That was awesome,
1: yeah, that was awesome.
0: I mean, it wasn't awesome. It was all horrible, but was an awesome story. Thank you for sending it to us.
1: Sibling fights are unavoidable, but what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, but that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Dis and Tell,
0: is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Bellasi.
1: So our next listener letter uh, is from a listener we will call Tinkerbell. I love it. Yes, it's lovely. And she writes, I was only 19 when I met, air quoting, Richard.
0: Ah, I have a feeling we're going to be calling him Dick by the end of this story. Mm,
1: He was 31. Okay, that by itself is a red flag. So anyway, I thought he was worldly, wise, and so smart. Not to mention cute. Aw, I'd just broken up with my boyfriend of two and a bit years, and my heart was broken. Big uh, time, ugly, Kim Kardashian crying broke.
0: Oh, you're just right, Tinkerbell.
1: We were together for five months before we decided that we were going to get married. Sure. The proposal was lackluster, to say the least. We were driving home on the freeway, and he just turned to me and said, So, want to get married? He was driving, and it was a momentary glance off the road before fixating back to the traffic on the highway. Wow. Absolutely, I squealed in response. He was 31. I thought he had his life together, and surely we were meant to be. I'm going to go back
0: to Kim's story. You do dumb things when you're 19. Yeah. It's not your oh, fault. Oh, right. I mean, we have a theme. Do we do dumb have theme things, things when I you're did. 19. Yeah. We all do.
1: All right. Uh, this was a love story proposal I was going to tell for years to come. He proposed to me in the car on I-85. Tinkerbell, as a former 19-year-old, I feel you. I feel I really, you, sister. I feel you. Okay. We were together a total of 18 months before we got married. A ceremony in the backyard of my parents' house, and since he lived out of state, only his parents attended the ceremony. I managed to not meet his parents until the weekend before, and didn't meet his siblings at all until a few years into the marriage. More red flags? The first few years were fine. Okay. I mean, I was in my early 20s, still feeling my way around the world, and when I finally landed a full-time job with my degree, I thought, this is the way life is meant to be, which would totally be true.
0: Everything's coming up roses.
1: It was a few months into this job that he suddenly felt ill all the time and made every single excuse under the sun as to not go into his office. Oh, no. I made excuses for him, I lied for him, I covered for him, I protected him, and I didn't tell a single soul. Just after my 27th birthday, this is not a short relationship, Just after my 27th birthday, he said he was depressed and that he didn't want to live anymore. I have no doubt that he had some sort of mental illness. He constantly threatened suicide whenever he didn't want to do something. Whether it be going out socializing, going to a family event, or having to go do any work, of which he didn't have a regular job at that point. (sighs) There was always the constant threat of something bad is going to happen today. And I spent a good chunk of time at work wondering if that was the day I was going to come home to a dead body. Tinkerbell, that I'm is not so, a way to No, live. I'm so sorry. This is te- like, this is a terrible story. That's harrowing. He was regularly getting help. He was on medication, but nothing seemed to make him feel better. And he didn't seem to want to help himself. It was terrifying. And still, I told no one. Ugh. I put the happy face on whenever someone asked how I was. And whenever someone asked how he was doing, I was happy. I was positive. I wanted to see the silver lining Always this is so hard so many women do this oh yeah well I mean
0: men do it too like it Mm -hmm. goes both ways in bad relationships that's heartbreaking
1: yeah just a few short months after my 30th birthday the constant threats were getting old at this point he'd not worked in almost five years but was still spending up big in our joint bank account (sighs) as though we had two incomes anytime I asked what he was buying the response was always the same groceries for dinner one evening (laughs) mm, (laughs) Ha (laughs) ha. But the fridge is always empty. No. Uh, One evening, I turned on his iPad and found an array of dirty, explicit messages (sighs) he had been exchanging with a former school friend. No. For years, I'd been fighting for a marriage that he didn't even want to be in. I just couldn't believe it. Dick,
0: dick, 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 dick.
1: The very next day, I left. I didn't tell him why, and I didn't want him to think that I was leaving because it was about someone else. Ah. I wanted it to be because I was no longer wanting to be in the relationship anymore. No one pushed me out, but rather, I had given up on trying something. Good for you. He didn't beg me to stay. I said I'd be in contact in a few days, and we'd have a full discussion then. For four days, I didn't hear from him. I think he thought I'd come back, that I was being silly, and that I just needed a timeout. Oh my god. Oh, dick. I don't think he realized how serious I was. When I returned to the house to pick up a few more things, I told him it was over. He freaked out, and the first thing he said was, How am I going to pay the bills now? Uh Uh-uh. I'll just let that sit for a minute. (sighs) Almost 10 years of marriage, and that's the first thing he says. It's
0: unbelievable.
1: I said that I would pay the bills and rent for the next three months to give him opportunity to decide what he was going to do next and if he was going to stay in the house. I thought it was a generous offer that was well-received. Now is where it gets trashy with actual trash included. Oh, no. It took 22 minutes from the whole it's over conversation to the time he posted about the demise of our marriage on Facebook. Uh -uh.
0: Uh-uh. Yeah.
1: It's how my whole family, my friends, (sighs) and community found out that our marriage was over. Oh, my God. He accused me of throwing everything away. He accused me of having someone on the side. No. He accused me of leaving him high and dry and kicking him out of the house. Oh, Richard. I was then hauled into a spotlight of trial by social media, by people I had met a handful of times or never met, making judgments on my decision to leave and the motives it takes for someone to be so heartless.
0: Oh, God.
1: I was called many names, and I found the fact that I was so raw and exposed to the world embarrassing. Yeah, for real. However, I refused to let that keep me from going to work and doing my job. Good job. Tinkerbell. And while it was tempting to speak of the, f- the fact that he had been dirty talking to other girls for months and I had the receipts,
0: oh, God. I
1: refused to stoop to his level. In fact, he had no idea I knew until months after I left.
0: Oh, Tinkerbell.
1: Tinkerbell. He spent the next six months being a flaming bag of trash, not candy, on Ooh, social media, God. including pleas for sympathy. He didn't tell his family that I was paying all the bills in the house and they gave him a significant amount of money of which he turned around and bought an Xbox One. Uh -uh. (laughs) Uh-uh. She writes, I wish, period. I were joking, period. Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, and all that money he was taking out for groceries for dinner? You will be surprised to learn. I'm
0: probably not going to be that surprised. What was was he doing with it? He
1: was going to the store and buying a candy bar or some tiny, you know, something little on his debit card and then taking out cash.
0: Uh-uh. What was he using the cash for? He
1: was buying hundreds of dollars worth of drugs every month. <gasps> <laughs> oh, I don't mean to laugh. Uh, no, however, no. yeah, okay. Probably could have seen that one coming. <laughs> oh. Okay. Whew. When it came to splitting up our personal property in the house, he was exhausting. Exhausting to the point where I told him he could have it all because I just wasn't going to fight repeatedly over something that was replaceable. And feed into the arguments he wanted to have. And that is a great strategy. You can buy a new coffee maker. You, you, can, can, you yeah. know? Yeah. Like, there's some stuff that it, it is worth fighting about. It is not worth getting into it with your fucked up ex over yeah, everything.
0: Over the remote control. So good for you. Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. Don't. It's, it's fine.
1: Um, I think, yeah, I think at this point your job is to, like, throw all of his clothes in the swimming pool. I'm sure you had yeah. one of those, right? Light him on fire. <laughs> cheat
0: some bullet holes in the car. I don't know.
1: Okay. The big fight that I was preparing myself for was for the dog. You can't replace the dog. Nope, can't replace the dog. The little monster had come into our lives a few years earlier, and she was always my little mini-me. There was no doubt in my mind that she was meant to come with me, but knowing how much I adored her, my family were concerned about what he would do and that he would make it difficult. One day, while collecting the rest of my clothes, he dismissively flipped me off and uttered (sighs) the words, Take your fucking dog!
0: I, I will, thank you. I, yeah,
1: I didn't fight it. I didn't even take any of her things. I replied casually, oh sure, no worries, we'll be out of your hair in a few. Good. I packed the remainder of my clothes and then scooped her up and put her in the car. I knew he'd set it as a throwaway line, and the moment he said it, I knew he regretted it, but I wasn't going to fight it. Nope. I was going to take my girl home and give her the best life possible. Then came another onslaught of social media abuse, where he implied I had just taken the dog away from him, prompting people I've never met to say vindictively steal her. Or she can't just take the dog without your permission. You gave her permission! My god. Ah. Um, Despite the fact my family owned the property that we both lived in, I knew it was easier if I left as I had a place to go, my parents' house. When he finally vacated the property some 18 months after our separation, no. my mother and I were absolutely horrified by the state of which he left the house. don't oh, know. He had trashed the house in a way I didn't even think was possible. Imagine being robbed of just your furniture and everything else being left. To put this in context, there was still a wok full of oil on the stove. Oh my Dishes God. were in the sink. Every single drawer cupboard had something in it. The linen cupboard was completely full. Not a single towel or sheet was taken broken furniture was stacked up in the kitchen, smoking of cigarettes and other drugs had been done in the house and oh no, topper, an unflushed turd. No. Hanging out in the toilet. It took crime scene cleaners to clean the house out. Holy fuck, <laughs> you're kidding. I don't know if that's she I don't know. I bet it did ha- take <sighs> epilog. I paid close to $30,000 to get out of the marriage, which uh-uh. also included taking on and paying off his personal loans, his legal Mm -mm. bills, and to file the paperwork. Any part of the way he could fight me, he did. But I was persistent in that my freedom was something no one could keep from me. And I was going to be so. (laughs) I've never been so grateful to not have children with someone. I bet. I bet. Yeah. The day our paperwork was accepted by the court and the decree came through was the day I could breathe again. I was free. Now, four years on, I'm in a healthy, happy relationship with a beautiful man that's my equal. Aw, yay. Yeah. he's He's my best friend, my partner in crime, and he is my person. Aw. I never knew such partnership until he came into my life, and we made each other truly better people. I'm not sure if I'll ever get married again. I've learned that I don't need it to have a happy relationship. But with my beautiful man, I'm not totally closed off to the idea as I once was. Oh, and my gorgeous girl a puppy update Puppers has a wonderful environment in which she gets to sleep on the bed, Aww. get cuddles from her new kitty sisters, and has a human around her twenty-four seven. She's Aww. in puppy heaven, Yay. and that makes me so happy. Puppers. Out of everything I learned that my freedom is non negotiable. I mean I paid over thirty grand for it after all. Keep it trashy. Tinkerbell. bell <laughs> So sorry. So sorry. God, that's
0: how many trash cans does Dick get? That's bad. Hundreds of trash
1: cans a month.
0: Hundreds of unflushed turds. Oh my God! Yeah. Wow.
1: Uh, Okay. That's just that is just miserable. Glad you're. I mean, I'm sorry it cost you that much, but I am glad you are free. Yeah,
0: freedom. Uh, That's another word for nothing left to lose. Yep. Okay. We got
1: go back
0: we got we got a few more got a few more let's see what we got daria
1: is our next letter up okay let's hear it <laughs> i wish i had a halloween laugh or something know, like right? yeah all right daria <laughs> <laughs> you're like loosening your clothes
0: for this one okay uh-oh Daria's personal meet-cute ended in a custody battle. Yikes. Daria literally runs into her ex-husband, who we're going to call Earl for the sake of this story, when she locks herself out of her apartment. Hmm. I was living in New York City at the time. I'd never felt more alone. I thought he was kind of cute, even when he mansplained how to work a lock over Oh, my God. In all honesty, over the next five years, it should have been really obvious to me that Soviet Russia gave all of its red flags to Earl.
1: Oh, no. That's such a great line. I was like, Borscht. Interesting choice. Okay. So.
0: But Daria had fallen in love (laughs) with Earl. Okay. And fallen hard. This is why she was able to ignore the fact. God, can we call him Sergei instead? I don't know. No, there's a reason. He's named after Earl and Waitress. It's coming. Oh,
1: okay, okay. Igor, okay. Okay.
0: Kim's fallen in love, fallen hard. Sure. Which is probably why she was able to ignore the fact that he hated everything she loved.
1: No. This, no. Earl hates
0: makeup, so Daria never wears it.
1: Yikes.
0: He makes fun of Daria's love of crosswords, so Daria stops doing them.
1: So not even really low key controlling, just straight up controlling. Straight
0: up controlling. Okay. Daria says it was easier to stop those things than listen to his crap all the time.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Daria gets pregnant with our daughter pretty soon after she decides to move in with Earl on the other side of the country.
1: Yikes. Mm-hmm.
0: They get married a few months later. He basically turns into Earl and Waitress. Oh, okay,
1: gotcha. With the
0: predictable end result. Daria leaves after their daughter's born, goes back home, fully intending to go back at some point.
1: I couldn't. With the kid, right? Yeah. Okay, okay.
0: Daria leaves Earl. Daughter's born. Daria leaves, goes back home. And she thinks she's going to go back at some point. She says, I couldn't make myself do it. So I figured it would be better if he moved in with me.
1: Oh, interesting. So it... It was not that the relationship was over, it's just she she didn't want to live maybe where. needed more support. Yeah. Sounds like she could have used
0: some support. He was happy where he was and he made that pretty clear. I spoke to him nearly every day to keep him updated on her daughter. Okay, cool. Even long distance. Earl made sure that Daria knew how ugly and stupid Earl thought she was. Jesus. By the time their daughter's one, Daria recognizes there's something different about her which turns out to be a genetic disorder. Oh, wow. Over the next two years, Earl only sees their daughter once and fights Daria for custody. What? A lot of screaming, a lot of threats on his end, a lot of tears on mine, but thankfully...
1: The courts did the right thing and... Courts do the right thing. Daughter
0: lives with Daria. Good. Uh, Daria says, my daughter's happy. She's bright, funny, sweet, kind, the toughest person I know, and doesn't remember a time when the two of us was the three of us. Aw, She doesn't really know her dad, not through lack of trying on my part. I put walls up against him in my own life, but my daughter's an open book. He just doesn't seem interested.
1: That sucks really hard.
0: I don't want to make the same mistake twice, so I haven't dated much since my divorce, but I will tell you this. I wear makeup every day, and you can pry my crosswords out of my cold, dead hands. Hell yeah. Hell yes. I have a completely different life now. There's a lot I refuse to put up with. I have nightmares sometimes that I'm still married to him, but then I wake up in the morning, put on my lipstick, and feel pretty damn lucky that I managed to get my life back.
1: Hallelujah.
0: 100% Daria. Whew. We love that story.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Good Lord.
0: crossword it up with your lipstick. Seriously. I hope that lipstick is red, girl.
1: Write it in eyeliner.
0: Love it. (laughs) Better than pen. Fuck off, Earl.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Wow. So these are they're inspiring in the end even though you know okay um, well isn't
0: that like trashy divorce but the the arc of redemption and how yeah. do you like it's a bad relationship doesn't have to define you forever. no you can go have incredible
1: yep adventures all in you know
0: the world you don't need earl you don't <laughs> need dick you certainly don't need kenny 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 sounds like a big fat jerry <laughs> do we have time for two more Let's let's do two more. Okay, Okay, that actually
1: works well because I've got I've got a shorty, but this one is I just found so heartwarming. Okay, tell me. me. Um, Okay, so this is from EB and uh, she says this isn't very long, but I thought you'd like it. It's actually about my grandmother. My mom. I love
0: grandma stories. Right.
1: My mom was married before she met my dad. He was an ass and was verbally the the first husband. He was an ass and was verbally abusive to her. Once my mom filed for divorce and moved out, he started stalking her. She was living in Alaska, and with the divorce and move and everything changing, she needed some help. My grandmother and my future dad headed up to pitch in, and when they arrived, there was my mom's, this is my interpretation, shitbag ex, sitting in his car outside of her house. No. You know, grandma, future dad, get out of the car. My grandmother told my mom and my future dad to go inside, that she would take care of it. She walked over to the car and words were exchanged. I'm sure my future parents were watching through a window. Oh, for sure. And then my grandmother headed into the house like nothing had happened at all. But my mom's (gasps) ex was never seen again. What did grandma say? (sighs) My grandmother died when I was eight, so I didn't have a chance to really get to know her. But the one thing I would ask her if I could is what exactly she said that chased shitbag ex off for good. Oh, I have to know. (laughs) I mean, it's apparently no one does. Oh, she's going to have to track down Shitbag X, I guess. This is a mystery that has to be solved. If you know Shitbag X.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Ask that guy. What grandma say? I love grandmas. We have another grandma story. Oh,
1: good. Okay, Okay, cool.
0: We have a grandma story. This is from one of our international listeners. Frida. I'm going to call her Frida. Frida Kahlo. (laughs) Frida Kahlo sends in, it's... This is this is a little this slides the rules a little. It's not technically a divorce because papers never got signed. Okay, but it's still trashy.
1: Okay, okay.
0: So, Frida's grandmother Marina marries her grandfather Orlando when they're when Marina is still a teenager. This is around 1940. This is in Chile in South America. So imagine the U.S. in the 1800s when it comes to women's rights. Uh oh. <laughs> marina marries orlando to get away from her abusive mother and frida feels pretty sure that orlando married her to get laid well, so yeah. together they have eight children sure
1: well sounds like the laid happened
0: eight kids frida's mother was child number six there was only one boy in the eight kids who sadly died of leukemia mm. at five years old wow orlando is domineering and strict This is the part that just guts me about the story where he would come home and put his hand on the television to see if my mom and her sisters had been watching it because they weren't allowed to watch TV when he wasn't home. Whoa. So he'd come and feel to see if it was. Wow. uh Uh-huh.
1: If it had been used. Oh my God.
0: Okay. Orlando soon starts taking the electrical plug with him to work. So their apartment has no electricity when he's gone Oh, until like, he comes home.
1: Back when they had like actual breakers, he would just t- oh shit.
0: I am the light. I am the power. Fucking Orlando. Wow. Uh-huh. Can you imagine? No. Oh, no. Oh, we don't have access to electricity or power when you're not home? Oh my God. Oh my God. Okay.
1: So Orlando is a partner. Is, this is going well is what I'm hearing. Orlando's a
0: dick. Orlando's a partner in a successful business.
1: With up to eight kids in the house mm-hmm. and you don't have electricity?
0: Orlando's a partner in a successful business. Okay. And one day, this is what Frida's mom recalls, Orlando comes home with a suitcase full of money, says he sold his partnership in his company. The next day, Orlando runs away with his mistress. Whoa. Whoa. Orlando has purchased his mistress
1: oh, my God. an apartment
0: in the building opposite my grandmother's apartment and moved in with her.
1: Wait, he ran away with his mistress across the across street? Across
0: the street. Oh, shit. Yes.
1: Oh my God.
0: That's <laughs> the worst.
1: Oh my God. This is not funny. It's not. It's, it's no, it's not. It is not. not funny.
0: Haha. It is. Oh, this is horrible. It's, yeah. Ugh. Okay.
1: So they don't know this at the time. Okay, so eventually they run into him in the bodega at the corner, right? Right.
0: Uh, Frida's mom and aunts grow up, supported by Marina, the grandmother. Grandkids Mm -hmm. were born. Wow. Frida's born. Frida's mom, brother, dad all immigrate to Australia. Hooray! Frida only meets Orlando a few times. Okay. The last time Frida's mom sees him is in the late 80s because Orlando gifted her money for their move across the world. Okay so no wonder why you wanted to move across the world seriously okay so in 1988 orlando dies okay marina grandmother has never forgiven oh, orlando how could for what she? he did yeah but they've never technically divorced so she's his widow oh and the apartment was hers as his widow and because they hadn't divorced she's in the hearse with his coffin while the mistress yikes is in the car behind Orlando has four kids with his mistress. Four children to which he'd given his name. He claimed them. Marina is 90. She lives in the same apartment that she has so, lived yeah, in as his
1: widow. Jeez.
0: All of Orlando's children, all now adults, still live in the apartment across the street.
1: Oh, God. What a mess.
0: Everyone knows Marina's not going to live forever. She's 90. Frida's mom's half-siblings have tried to make contact, but his solid sisters, the sisters don't want to have anything to do with them. The problem is because Orlando gave his kids, his other kids his name, when Marina passes, they will be legally entitled to a share of Marina's property. Apparently in the eyes of Chilean law, they are all children of Orlando, whose name the property is in. The trashiest part The apartment he bought for his mistress was purchased in her name. Oh. So Marina's yeah, they don't have any claim to it after his mistress passed away. So that's where things are. Everybody's on eggshells. I bet. I bet. In Chile, people completely change when there's money involved. So his actions back in the nineteen seventies still have implications in a society. In twenty nineteen, that unbelievably enough, I'm glad you're sitting down. Still favors men. Oh, stunner. (laughs) This story hurts everybody in the family to this day because Orlando is kind of a trash bag.
1: Yeah, that is. uh, You couldn't move like down the block. Yeah. Across town. That is just, that is Uh
0: flaunting that you're a fucking asshole.
1: Yeah. And then to not handle the paperwork part and to leave this huge mess for everyone else to clean up. Actually, that sounds... Welcome to men. Sounds about right. <laughs> Sorry. Wow. Welcome to men. Well, there you go. I love the good ones. Everywhere in the world, trash bags abound.
0: But this story, this podcast does not focus on the good men of the world. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Wow, that was some trick-or-treat magic. Whew. Hope y'all enjoyed.
1: God, have Where yourself some... celebrities. Have yourself some candy corn or something.
0: I'd go for chocolate. Chocolate and wine after that. I'd, I'll just do the wine. The wine's good. Okay, I'll, I I can handle it. I got I got your chocolate part.
1: Okay. Well, thank you for sending listener letters in. Keep um, them coming. We yeah, love to do we these. We love your... these. And uh we just figured for for the holiday while you're trying to avoid your sugar addled children maybe a little something something <laughs> in your ears would help.
0: We hope you've enjoyed this Behind the Veil mm. episode of Trashy Divorces. <laughs> There's nothing better. Keep on sending us your delightful trashy divorces. Have a safe and happy Halloween. Mm-hmm. So in Day of the Dead I'm not even going to try to slaughter that Spanish Um, pronunciation.
1: Obviously, everyone is going to give edibles to your children. So just get ready for that. Nobody's giving (laughs) edibles to your kids.
0: Y'all, everybody have a happy, happy holiday. Yep. Keep it trashy. We'll be back Sunday with a regular episode. Keep it trashy. Always keep it trashy. Bye. Keep your pumpkin basket full. (laughs) Trash candy. Trick or treat.